When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Thanks for hanging out. Hour two, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Again, HaleVarsity.com backslash offer. Take care of that Nebraska fan with the digital and magazine subscription. Save some moolah. Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. And the professor checks in. So Brandon Vogel was in a cabin in the woods in eastern Tennessee. You are down south. Are you in? Uh, where are you? Are you in? Uh, you're in. You're in the SEC footprint as well. Uh, I, I am. Uh, I'm in Hattiesburg. Nice. Oh, I have friends in Hattiesburg. Is it? Is it nice? <laughs> is, I, I've heard decent nice things about Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, cool. Yeah. Well, I drove through Jackson, and they pretty much shut down that place uh, since Dion left. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a cool little place. I've been here before, and uh, I had to put this sweatshirt on though. It just started to get you below sixty, stop. so uh, <laughs> I was feeling a little chill uh, here. Uh-huh. So, was it was it a flight down there, or was it a road trip down there for you, Bill? You know, I took a nice long fourteen hour drive that took me about fifteen and a half hours, just kind of on a whim to see some friends for the holidays and get away from the bitterly cold weather but this trip will take me uh from hattiesburg to denver uh also driving so okay. it's uh not well thought out but right now i am thought out so uh that's the good thing a, a guy named brett in jean shorts hasn't asked you for any money has he <laughs> no 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 uh, no volleyball courts to fund at this point I think that's all <laughs> well see um I, I have a friend who was the uh the sid for uh the volleyball team at oh, Southern no. Miss last year. And he got out like a month before this news broke. He's up at uh, somewhere in the Northeast of the hockey he's, team. He's happy. Now. Oh yeah. He was sending messages. Like, I am so glad I'm not down there, but Bill, what I was, where I was going to go was with that road trip down to Mississippi, there's some beautiful country you can get going through the Ozarks. And I want to know if you went through this little town in Arkansas, that's got a giant Raven statue right on their town square. One of the creepiest, weirdest things I've ever experienced. We're just, it, it's like, Ravenden, Arkansas, or something like that, and they're right in the middle of their town is just this giant raven statue that's really creepy, and I don't know, it's, it's always stood out in my memory as being something. I've, I've driven past it a couple times, and every single time it's like, uh, no offense to the people of, of Ravenden, if you're uh, if you're a listener from down there, uh, no offense, but it is a creepy statue. No, I didn't do that, but for some reason my GPS had me uh, parade through Pine Bluff like two or three times. Um, that's that's not a necessarily a, uh, a hot spot for vacationing, but I got a good view of Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. In the rear view. So, Bill. Yeah, uh, it's also minus 50 degrees there either. 
Yeah, Bill Dolman rubbing it in that he's warm. Uh, I got a picture of the Raven. I'll bring it up at some point. That's here. wonderful. <laughs> recruiting. You uh, are very cautious about recruiting. You've always been very cautious about recruiting, but you've also been uh, right there, and you've seen it firsthand. The 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 fruits of recruiting, and that is the the development phase when you do identify a talent. You put work in on a kid for three years, and then there's two years of wow on the football field and off the football field academically with Nebraska. So knowing where you stand on the whole recruiting world, uh, takeaways from yesterday, what did you think of Coach Rule and in Nebraska's class? Okay, well, for the moment, um, I think it was really impressive what they were able to put together in the short amount of time. Uh, I think most notably, not not necessarily, well, I shouldn't say not necessarily, but I think first and foremost that they were able to keep the previous commitments um, committed, that they identified that they were players that they could help them out. They certainly could have been more like um, the cold reality that I think a lot of players that had early, uh, previously committed to Colorado, when they were just flat out said, you know, we don't want you anymore. Bye. I mean, there there was some, you know, pretty harsh tactics, I think, around, you know, I shouldn't say necessarily Colorado, but, you know, from what you read about new staffs coming in and saying they either didn't call the guy or just said, we don't want you anymore. Goodbye. And that was that. So I think the fact that they identified those players that had committed and did want them for the most part and kept them in the fold, I thought that was pretty impressive. And again, I said this a couple weeks ago, you know, the University of Nebraska doesn't change. The facilities don't change. They're actually getting better and will be, you know, completed by what, this summer. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the academic opportunities at the University of Nebraska, the only thing that changed were the names on the, the nameplates in the football coaches' offices, right? The University of Nebraska, the people of Nebraska, the fans, the passion, that does not change. So that's a selling point for anybody who wants to be a part of what Nebraska is selling, right? And then I think they went out and identified players that they have, that are a part of the system that they they talk about that they have had. And I think the Bryce Turner, you know, get from Texas was one that was had people at Nebraska going, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? The guy doesn't have any stars. Well, lo and behold, he commits to Nebraska and he becomes a three-star, right? So I think that's where the scientific aspect of stars kind of gets thrown out the window. Nebraska likes him. A couple other places give him some interest, and all of a sudden he's a three-star. The same with the offensive lineman or the defensive, whatever. He's the lineman from South Dakota. Mm -hmm. Didn't have any stars going to North Dakota. Nebraska wants him. All of a sudden he's a three-star guy. And people say, oh, I've always kind of had my eye on him. You know, recruiting analysts just kind of feed off of each other. You know, uh, and the stars kind of align when they see who's recruiting a certain guy. But I thought the Turner one, the kid out of Texas, was a tell as to what kind of player they go after and how they believe in their development. And there are a few others like that. And I think that they also got transfer portal guys that have coaches that they can develop a pretty fast trust with. And I thought that was significant. You know, a guy like Jeff Sims saying, I want to go play where I believe in the coaches, the coaches believe in me, and I, and I think we can have a fruitful relationship. So I thought the way, you know, transfer portal guys responded to them, uh, not just because they were pouncing on an opportunity, but I thought that was also pretty uh, uh, something to be respected. 
Bill Dolman's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. As Bill's throwing some of his personal biases aside to talk recruiting with us here. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying National to play Sunday. the game with you guys, okay? Because <laughs> let me ask you this. If I were to ask you who half of the players or 67% of the players were in the last two Nebraska football recruiting classes, uh, I, I'm guessing not many of you could rattle off the names as easily as you can rattle. I can't off the tell ones. you. I can't tell you who uh, who's. Uh, we can tell you who's here and who's. I mean, versus who's not because most of them aren't here. Of your head, how excited people were on signing day! This guy, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I forgot that guy was part of that class. I didn't even know he was still around when he entered the transfer portal. Well, well, well know, Bill, I, this is. I think I, think I saw this in Hale Varsity today. Could be wrong because I read a few uh, uh, of the analysis. What the the attrition rate is, you know, somewhere in the 50, 40 to 50 percent. 40 to 42 percent. We just talked to Brandon last segment. That's his story. That's his article. Right. So, you know, how many of these guys that that we're excited about, uh, some more than others, you know, but how many of these guys are going to be around uh, after at this time next year? Um, how, How many how much? I'm asking this also. You know, and how many more guys will Nebraska bring in in February? And remember a year ago, Nebraska's defensive line went into a complete transformation after the spring game. Mm-hmm. So they're not done with the players who are who they signed, who are here. There are guys that could still transfer out. They're, the portal is still open. The guys can leave at any time. And, you know, Nebraska might have another dozen players by the time you know they break uh, they break for the for the summer. Well, Bill, when you just look at this class in particular, let, let's say that somewhere around forty percent. Let's just throw a random number. Forty percent of them are on the field next year, contributing. Maybe not starters, but they're, they're getting out there, getting some playing time. And you know, it's a larger percentage than we've seen in years past of, of true freshmen getting some action on the field. Is that a good thing for Husker football or is that a bad thing for Husker football? What's your take on that? Do you think that uh, it's better if there's talent around and these guys need some time to develop and, and get in, uh, become starters? Or do you think it's a good thing if Matt Rule's first class you know, knocks out of the park and you're finding freshmen that are good enough to contribute? Well, I think there's two sides to that. If, if there are freshmen and that number of freshmen who come in to compete, then that's a good thing because you brought in guys who believe that they can compete and they came in and they busted their asses. And I'm guessing they're not just going to give uh, playing time is just because they're the ones they signed them. I think that the, you know this staff knows they've got to play the guys who are hungriest and who are the best throughout the week, and they're the ones who deserve to play. That also identifies guys that are in the program that may not have that same kind of hunger. And I think you also want to identify that. You know, Matt Rule has said several times, you know, you got to, you know, you want the guys who want to be here. And if you have people who show up and and mail it in during uh, strength and conditioning, mail it in during the spring, and, and come fall, it's freshmen who are on the field. Well, you've identified those guys who really aren't here to help you out, and you've identified the ones who are. I think we, I think we all know that this, the long snapper from Florida, and uh, Ortiz, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Alvano will probably be two right off the top who will help Nebraska in some way, shape, or another. And I think that's a positive thing. You know, Nebraska brought in a long snapper last year, and uh, I don't recall them having a single issue with a long snap in special teams play last year at all. That was positive. That guy graduated. Now they brought in another one. So 
I think there's value in in keeping a spot open for somebody who's not going to be a detriment to you. And and I think Alvano is just a spectacular kicker who could have it in back next year. Bill Dolman with us. He is down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, as uh, we are spanning the globe. Christmas like Hattiesburg. What, what's up? Nothing screams Christmas like Hattiesburg. Hey, nothing screams Christmas like Bill Dolman in in, in warm air. That's that's all right. What do you think of the Casey Thompson uh, Sims dynamic here and the quarterback room moving forward? Well, I think it's a mature room, that's for sure. I mean, you think back to where Nebraska was just you know a, a couple of years ago with you know Adrian Martinez and and how healthy he was going to be year after year, and then who was his backup? You know, a couple of years ago it was we were thankful that Noah Vedral came in for a cup of coffee because that provided some experienced backup. You know, Chuba last year at least had been around the college game. He didn't have many many snaps at all at Florida State, right? He had been hurt so much. So he didn't have a lot of on-the-field experience, but he had on-campus experience. So that was a positive. But if Casey Thompson comes back at, at what, 29, 30 years of age, I think that's a positive. (laughs) He's an experienced guy. He's a mature guy. There's no doubt about the maturity level of Casey Thompson. And he's a a quality quarterback, I think. Um, And and to have a guy like Sims, who does have experience at a a Power 5 program, and not just on campus, but on the field, whether one or the other is the starter and the backup, Nebraska has a very good situation in terms of experienced quarterback play. And, hey, I'm, I'm long going to be a Logan Smothers fan as long as he's in Nebraska. And if he leaves Nebraska and transfers, you know what? Uh, he has done his time, and he has gone through an awful lot. But Smothers has been around. So Nebraska's got experience in that room that I don't think it's had Oh, my gosh. You'd have to go probably back to Turner Gill and Nate Mason, maybe. Mm. Charlie Frazier and Mike Grant. Mm. Uh, it, it, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good uh, situation for Satterfield and Rule to have. What do you think of the Dylan Riola sweepstakes? I'm curious to hear what Bill's got to say about this. I'm guessing Nebraska will be in the Dylan Rayola sweepstakes. And I believe that they will be all in. And no matter what the stories were prior, right or wrong, true or false, I think they will be all in and very attentive to the prospects of bringing in Dylan Rayola. It, it certainly is exciting. And I thought, you know, more importantly, I thought Matt Rule gave a great explanation yesterday as to why uh, he brought, you know, kept Matt Rule or uh, Matt. Uh, uh, Donovan Royola on staff. Mm-hmm. He was part of a system. He's part of a tree. He's part of a uh, culture that they both understand and they speak the same offensive line language. Um, now, I'm sure that, you know, Matt Rule knows, hey, you know, he's got a pretty good nephew. But I, I think people should have an understanding of why Matt Rule kept him on staff and is giving him an opportunity to really prove himself as an offensive line coach. And if he happens to bring his nephew into the fold, all the better. The, the first question from Rule to Papa Raiola isn't going to be on the rocks or blended, is it? <laughs> I, I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, what uh, what suite would you like and uh, what can we do to make <laughs> your time here at Nebraska as an alum is uh, comfortable. And, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, sure Don, I'm sure Dominic's going to do quite well as a as a proud Papa alum if that that happens well I'm, I'm proud of you for the professional answer there after Schmitty came off the top rope I'm proud of you for that yeah you, you look you know when when he decommitted from Ohio State yeah that that just kicked off recruiting 2024 
uh, in an absolute frenzy. And people had forgotten that there was a signing day coming up on Wednesday. Mm. You know, now we're past that. Now it's all 20. Here's what I hope, though. Okay. If he, if, if he does go to UCLA, or I mean USC, mm-hmm. and place for Lincoln Riley, and he can promise him all kinds of Heismans. If he does go to Georgia or someplace, I, I certainly hope Nebraska fans don't think that that reflects negatively on Matt Rule and, you know, says, oh, see, we should have gone with. No. You know, I, but I, I think there will be a small faction of people say that Rule couldn't get it done. And I don't. I just uh, that's don't a, think that's a tough competition. Bill, Merry Christmas to you, brother. We'll see you when you get Merry back. Love you guys, and a Merry Christmas to all the Huskers out there. Go Big Red. There he is, Bill Dolman, with us. Good stuff from the Pride of Fairbury. Gary Barnett on the way. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency.